Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Going bell to bell with the best in professional wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's get to all the exciting pro wrestling action and bring on the host. Here is Mark Hoke. Yeah, let's do another hour. The best in pro wrestling news and entertainment here on KDON 101.5 FM, the talk of Las Vegas. And uh, streaming live on YouTube and Twitch. Thanks for being out there, everybody. Certainly do appreciate it. And uh, just uh, doing a little switching around here. Dave, I'm doing too much. Yeah, you are, man. What's new? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is You're a good out of point, control, man. That is a very good point, David. Difference? Oh, I mean, oh what? We, we got oh it, what? Oh what, a <laughs> oh what a difference a day makes. I'm here, ladies and gentlemen. I want to give a shout out to uh, the family of Leaping Lenny Poffo. Last week I said that he was garbage. <laughs> wow. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, he's all right, man. He was part of my childhood, but yeah, Lenny's a good dude, or was a good dude. Did you know him? I never well, were you a fan? Was anybody a fan of Leaping yeah, Lenny Poffo? A lot of people were a fan of Leaping Lenny fan. Poffo. Oh, man, I don't know who. Little nerd kids. Can you say nerd kids? <laughs> is that? God, be careful, man. Is that That's, that, that, right. That's that thin canceled. line. Right Get us canceled. Yeah. I did I did have to jump dump Joel there real quick. Yeah, I seen that, man. Yeah. I seen you tense up over there. Yeah. Like, Settle down. Got to be well, I don't feel like costing the station hundred thousand dollars. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, no offense. And uh, well, and, and uh, Jose Volante in the house as well. What's up, big man? Hey, man, having fun, man. I'm excited. You guys are uh, making it easy today. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Of course, Jose and I do SportsX Radio here on Kdon on Monday nights from eight to ten Pacific. Yep. Yep. I hope we're talking baseball this week. We definitely are. We I hope we're talking. Are. We should just be talking baseball the whole time. I think first hour is probably going to be a lot of baseball. If I'm being honest. Okay, I think we should. Do I think that. you'll be happy with that. Okay, so make sure you <laughs> make sure you tune in here to Kate on uh, 101.5 FM. Of course, if you're out there listening on the Odyssey app as well, Planetary, and if you can pick it up on Mars, do it because it's just that good. So we certainly appreciate it. Yeah. 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 Oh my God! What a crazy day, crazy day. Yeah, I was. By the way, if, in case you didn't know, the um, NBA Summer League is in town here. Mm-hmm. Somebody got slapped, <laughs> or, or maybe they did it. I don't know, but no. Yeah, I, I had a player in oh, my car last night. Oh, okay, with a couple of his friends. All right, who can't say or you don't know? Who I'm is. not saying. Just not a big name. So no nobody that anybody would really know. But if you're trying an to NBA make a team. fan, would you know who he is? Probably not. Okay. No. Okay. So, okay. so it's, but, it's just going anyway. But, exactly. I want to hear this. But one. everybody, everybody likes to hear these Uber stories. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So after seeing your bumper, I definitely want to hear this Uber story. Uh, the um, <laughs> Damn. the one Damn. of one of the people with this player showed me what he did here last year. Okay. On the forty seventh floor of the Cosmopolitan. Oh. On his phone with a um. All right. I was like, hold on, hold on. What really? Are we, what are we? Talking? Yeah, he pulled out his phone and showed me a video of forty seventh floor, forty seventh floor, Cosmo. What are we talking? Penthouse, balcony, penthouse balcony, balcony wrap okay. around balcony. He got wrapped around. Got it. Okay. It was um, yeah. 
So if you wonder if crazy <laughs> things do happen in Las Vegas when you're driving Uber, answer yes. Absolutely well, yes. So here's the thing, Mark. You open this can of worms, man. But look, that's your story of how crazy it gets. Somebody showed you a video of something that happened last oh, year. Oh, there's oh. other things that have happened in my car. Well, bring those up. <laughs> bring those up. <laughs> <laughs> I hear about a video that was just all oh, that my he watched, God. man. Come on, man. Hey, I knew the guy fear, for though? two minutes. We're in traffic, and <laughs> yeah. he's showing me stuff. Hey, you know, he's probably trying to show off for his buddies. Yeah, Who was it, man? Charles Barkley? No, it wasn't, I know, right? it wasn't Charles Give Barkley. Give us a name, man. Was he trying to show you his golf swing? <laughs> no, no, no golf swings or anything like that, but... It, it was an interesting night here in Las Vegas, and there's still a week to go, so going to be gonna be entertaining. Uh, well, speaking of entertaining, guys, and, you know, I know, Jose, you were watching this on SmackDown, and I'm sure Dave has seen this, too, that Grayson Waller got his shot yep. on SmackDown this week. His first match on SmackDown, uh, I got to interview him at WrestleMania this year. Nice. Great dude. And... Lots of poise, terrific athlete, has the look. And when you get your first match on SmackDown, normally it's against somebody who, you know, you're going to beat and a lot of the adida. Let's let's move on. No. This is what WWE thinks of Grayson Waller. (laughs) They did his little Grayson Waller effect show with Edge. Which was cool. I'm not going to lie. I liked it. I digged it. And he he ends up getting to wrestle Edge in a pretty long match on SmackDown for his first match on there, and he looked great. I I I, I don't know if there's any other way to put it, but that really shows the faith that WWE has got in that guy, and it was just an, an impressive moment for him. And Edge certainly you know, gave him the rub, and you could kind of tell that that you know he wanted to make sure Grayson looked good. But, you know, David, you've been around this business for a long time. How many guys get a debut match like that? I mean, it's very, very few. Yeah, no, it says a lot about what, what they think about him. And I, I'm be honest, I, I've been out of the loop with NXT, so when he popped up at, oh, what was that, Money in the Bank? I was like, who is this clown? But obviously he's been building his reputation. And how's that drink, Mark? It's good? All right. <laughs> <laughs> he's been building his reputation. <laughs> what are you doing? I, I don't know. <laughs> He's, he's been uh, unbelievable. Yeah, I think I can go against Edge for Edge to give him that rub. I mean, that's a good thing and have a drawn out match. So yeah, they're building they're building superstars, man. I, I I love to see that because usually it's the top guys that just rotate, you know, around them belts. But yeah, let's bring up the next generation. Let's go. Yeah, Jose, I know you saw Grayson, and that I know that was probably your first time seeing him wrestle too. What did you think? My impression of him was good, man. I mean, he's, he, his attitude, the way he can sell and speak to the crowd and actually give a show was really good. I liked it. And the crazy thing to me, though, because I told you guys I used to watch a little bit of the rest, you know, wrestling before, so I knew who Edge was, obviously. So see, seeing Edge coming out was crazy. Craziest thing about it that I saw, though, is that it's the first time for him at Madison Square Garden since, what, 98? SummerSlam? So that's 20, what, 25 years that, that he has crazy, not been back appearing there. So that was pretty cool. But I think that the fact, like, David said, you bring him him in to fight someone like Edge, right? Right off the bat. And not only that, with the scenario that I just mentioned is too, you know there's gonna be a lot of crowd, a lot of people there excited for him for sure. So it's a good way to bring him in. It's not just a filler. It's not just someone that was there to fight that night to give an appearance. So I definitely believe that they might be doing a lot more with this kid. But I like the little show that he's got, man. The little thing in the stage. I like it. 
I like Grayson Grayson Waller effect. Grey's Anatomy. Hey, <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> hey, so I, I like when they used to do the sets. Like, I, I, you know, remember back in the days they used to have off in the corner, they'd have the barber shop or they'd have, Bruce, you know, the, the barber snake beef cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need to bring some of those back. I mean, they won't, but now it's just a ring, quick setup, and, you know, but when it used to feel like an actual show, sideshow. You know what I'm talking about, Mark? Yeah, I the do. The barbershop was the best. You know, it, and it's right. funny. If you, like, if you remember Piper's Pit way back when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, those were shot at in Hamburg, if I remember, Hamburg, PA, at a little facility. That's where they used to shoot their TV shows for the WWF. And so they kind of had room in there to do that. But, yeah, they don't have as – there's nowhere near as much room to put something like that in. I mean, I'm I'm trying to think, like, in an arena setting where you could throw something like that up without, you know, messing – blocking the stage up or anything right. like that. Yeah, yeah, I guess def- different logistics these days. But, yeah, it was just a, it gave it a whole different feel, maybe because I was a kid too. But, like, just seeing the set, it felt special, and then hearing the crowd and whatnot. Yeah, I miss those. And you got to remember, those type of sets bring back a lot of memories, kind of like what Dave is saying. Like, to me, the barbershop, I'll, I'll never forget when Shawn Michaels kicked Marty Jannetty, super kicked him through the glass. Like, that's when everything started for Shawn Michaels as a separate individual, right? right. So that's what I remember when I think of all these little sets. So I agree with you, Dave. I think that they should bring that back bring and back. do a lot more of it for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, well, but also then they had a lot more characters, right? Mm-hmm. So you could do the barber, you could do the snake pit, you could do who else? I mean, there was all kinds of shows on Piper's Pit. It was good stuff, man. I mean, it's definitely changed industry. Oh, yeah. Memories, baby. Yeah, man. We <laughs> need to build. Speaking of set, you got hangers behind you, and <laughs> we got to work on this. We, we gotta get I got to get you a background, Abe Lincoln man. back here. Or fuzz you out or something. We're working on it. We got to work on this. There, there's discussions. But, you know, it's funny that you <laughs> that that you mentioned that because I had, two to- I had another topic I was going to go to, but I'm going to go to this one first because, you know, we're talking about the bloodline, and many people have been saying that, this is the best story in wrestling of all time. And and I got to be honest with you, it, there's a legitimate case to be made for that. Mm-hmm. But I you know, I am curious to hear your thoughts and you know, I'll throw mine in too about whether I th- think that's true. But when you really think about where this bloodline story has gone and how well they sustained it, how well everybody has played their roles. And even when they've kind of thrown some wrenches in it, like Sami Zayn, they weren't planning on using Sami for very long in this. And it ends up being almost a year with Sami being involved in the bloodline. And then you bring in Cody Rhodes and Cody gets involved in in this mess. Right. Do you think that this is legitimately the best wrestling story of all time? And Dave, I'll start with you on that. You know, I think we, so we talked about this a couple of weeks back and I was like, oh, of all time, there's so many great things. But, I, you know, if you really break this down, there's so many nuances to this story and different layers and like the continuation of it. Most storylines is like, let's give it six months. Let's give it maybe 12 months. This thing has a constant build. And like I said, it often reminds me of like Sopranos or something where you got the inner workings of the family beef, you got the outside beef, you know, everybody want to take down the boss, somebody, you know, go and get to him, but then. Different characters pop up, like the Sami Zayn's. So I think in terms of storytelling overall, like from the arcs and, you know, the highs and lows, yes, it is probably the greatest thing that I've seen because it's been so drawn out, you know, and every little nuance means something. You know, they're not just throwing us crap. 
Yeah, I think the one thing that I'm before I can totally brand it that way, I want to see where it ends. Well, you know, be, took it, the it, words out of my mouth. You know, because I it, the one thing that that I think we've seen happen a lot in professional wrestling is when you have these stories mm-hmm. that sometimes the ending gets just turned into garbage. I mean, if you think about, for example, the NWO, you know, the NWO is one of the greatest storylines of all time. Who's the third man and Hogan turns and yeah. and and all hell is breaking loose. But then by the end of it, it turned into we've got 19 different NWO factions and, you know, Vince Russo's messing it up. And it was just it, it turned into just something that nobody wanted to watch anymore. Uh, you know, we and, and there have been other ones that have have gone that direction, too. But some have finished well. And, and that's where what I am looking forward to seeing is what's the last chapter? Jose, what do you what are your thoughts on that? I think it could end up being possibly one of the best ever, but I think it's yet to be seen, kind of like what you said, right? How are we going to extend this or end this conversation and this whole story plot of how they've already created it leading up to it? Obviously, I got to get backed up and see how it all started to make sure to give my right opinion. But based off of what I have seen and what I talked to you about earlier, Mark, is that I'm feeling that you don't end it here. You have to find a way to continue it with Roman Reigns, with the Usos, and also try to find a way to get Cody Rhodes back in the mix. David said it earlier. Um, Brock Lesnar might not be the guy that they're going to continue to do something with to continue a story with Cody. So I think that it's all going to hinder on how do they continue this after what already happened this past week. If you add more to it and the story continues and doesn't fall off and get boring, then it could end up being possibly, like you said, the best ever. What do you, David, What do you, when you think of some of the best stories in wrestling, what do you think of? Um, I always go to like Hogan Andre. Like I felt that one. I mean, obviously I was a kid, but I felt I like, ah, oh, what's going to happen here? Like anything that evokes emotions. Right. And I think that they're doing a great job with that now, but you talk about the, like, see how this ends. Like this whole business, this whole entertainment aspect is about the journey. Right. So you look at NWO and yeah, it got ridiculous, but it's the most memorable part of wrestling that I remember, like especially as a teen and you know in the early twenties, whatnot. So, I mean, where does it look at Sopranos? How it ended? Some people were happy. They didn't say that the, that's not the greatest show of all time, which it is. You know, wow, there you go. Based on the ending. So, I mean, there's so many. Uh, you know, you talk about what? What are some of your favorite? You know, it was funny. I was thinking about some of the ones that were that I think have been the best storylines of all time. And you, you start going back. I mean, I, I really couldn't make a fair judgment going back past like 1980. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had the, the Bruno San Martino, Larry Zabisco storyline that, well, and well, you think about that, that's show that sold out Shea stadium. Okay. Hogan and Andre were on that card. Oh, were they? And Bruno and Larry were the main event because of Larry turning on, on Bruno for how popular he was. You think about like Hogan Savage, um, and you know, one that, that I think people tend to forget about sometimes is the whole thing with MTV and, and WWE when you, you know, you started off with Moolah and Wendy Richter and, you know, getting into that, which then led into Lou Albano and, and Piper, you know, with the, with the gold record yeah. and Mr. T coming out of the audience, which then led to WrestleMania. I mean, that whole thing, the interaction with MTV and Cindy Lauper, was a huge storyline that led to the age of wrestling where it is today. 
you have that one. Um, you know, some other ones that stand out. You know, Hogan Savage, um, Tully Blanchard, Magnum TA was unbelievable. And of course, you had like Vince McMahon and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, that was one of the goats of all time. Which like that because that that was a long drawn out story. It was beautiful. That yeah. was dope. Can I go back in a vault and give you one of my favorites? Yeah. I'm not going to say it's the best of all time. Sure. But I I used to, I remember uh, remember Ultimate Warrior and Papa Chango. When they had their little thing going on, <laughs> yeah, that's I remember that type of stuff because you know I remember seeing him <laughs> on the bed throwing up because supposedly he had a spell on him and it was I don't know but I I remember that little thing that they had going on that was one of my all time favorites from when I was growing up watching wrestling. For sure. You you were a warrior guy. I couldn't. I was stand, an ultimate warrior I guy. Yeah, oh, I hated couldn't it. Stand the warrior. Couldn't stand the warrior. Love, couldn't stand get on the, the ropes. Yeah. Uh, I love ultimate I warrior him. man. Can't stand him. Garbage. Garbage. Oh, here we go. Garbage. Come on now. Couldn't stand him. Garbage. All time greats. Garbage. Come on. Garbage. 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 <laughs> you know what's interesting? If we I don't know how much time. By we, the way, how many how many more dead people are you going to throw into the bus? I'm just curious. Yeah. Now, it's oh it's Poffo this week, and now it's the Ultimate Warrior. You just said you weren't a fan. I was, I, yeah. Well, I was. I think I think part of why I wasn't a Warrior fan that much was because I was a huge Hogan fan. Gotcha. And I saw what was coming, and I didn't like it. Yeah, I just never liked him. He like it was. I mean, especially being in that age, I would think as a kid, like I would be captivated by. Him. But I was a Hogan guy, number one. I just he just ran around. He, he was ridiculous, and as a kid, I, I you know I was pretty mature, man. I understood that he was a clown. I just I just didn't see what was. I mean, I I got why people liked him, yeah. but yeah. in terms of what he was doing in the ring, it you know it just wasn't that special, you know, to me. I guess when I'm look when I was looking around at that in that time period, and I see guys like Ricky Steamboat and Jake Roberts. You know Hogan and and you know Paul Orndorff and and Greg Valentine and all these terrific wrestlers that were out there and Savage. I mean that 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 era was unbelievable in terms of the people that were out. You know you know and you have Ric Flair and and Tully Blanchard and all these terrific guys in the NWA too. And here's a guy that comes out, shakes the ropes, does a press slam, garbage. And a splash. Man, you guys and, are just dogging on me this garbage, morning. Garbage, Jeez. Garbage, you know, just geez. it wasn't. I don't know. I, just, it didn't I mean, do it. I, I, and I hate to say it, but you want me to He wasn't my favorite him? wrestler of all time. That's what you want me to say. No, that's he, fine. he was? No, he was not. He was not. Oh. My favorite wrestler of all time and will always be was, um, 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 Jesus Christ, Bret Hart. Jesus I always, Christ? I, I, I he, had a couple, he had a couple <laughs> five star matches. I always loved Bret Hart. I always loved Bret Hart. So, yeah, that was my favorite wrestler. Yeah, but I, I always called the Ultimate Warrior the Ultimate Lunkhead. <laughs> oh, damn. How long were you going to keep disrespecting the dead, Mark? I know. You over here Come talking on. about David. You doing <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> hey, tell me this. I just watched the uh, the Lex Luger documentary. Ooh, Lex Luger. I saw that a while ago. Yeah, that. that was interesting. I think they revamped it some. Like A&E got some new stuff for, on the bios. Thoughts on Lex Luger's whole story? It's pretty fascinating. Yeah, fascinating. Tragic. And, it, you know, the one thing is, is that with him is that if you see him now, you would never imagine. I mean, I'm not talking about the physical part, but I'm, but personally, you would never imagine those two were the same people. Right. You know, it's it's amazing the transformation that spiritually he went through. And obviously the stroke completely changed his life, but you know, he was he was on a bad, bad path, man. Yeah. I, a really I, bad path. I think the beautiful thing is like his uh, acceptance of, you know, this new phase of life and like from being that guy 
too, you know, wheelchair bound and you yeah, know, I mean, not looking the same. Like he's embraced it. You know, it's 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 amazing. You know, you know, we talked about Draws last week passing away, and you know, you go from being this uh, a Herculean like figure to it gets it, everything gets taken away from you, your career, your body, and everything changes, and then you <laughs> then you got to realize, you know what? There's more to it than that. You know, there's more to it than running around and flexing my biceps. Mm, you know? You're going to make me cry. Well, thanks. Keep going. Yeah, but, Keep going. But, you know, it, it's – and I follow him on Twitter. And it, every day, if you if you would follow Lex, he has, he puts, up, picks up, puts a picture up of something and, and says, thank you, God, for another day. Another day. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. yeah. And he throws out a psalm. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's really, you know, it's it's amazing that that's the same guy that was the total package running around, you know, back in the NWA and WCW and the Lex Express and the whole thing. That can also show you that sometimes just because you have fame and fortune, you're not necessarily happy you're living the right life or doing the right things. I mean, I, I grew up watching Lex, too. He was one of the guys that I watched. I remember the elbow with the thing. You know, he's got the metal brace. I remember the whole thing with him so-called slamming Yokozuna, but he didn't really get him all the way up. Um, <laughs> he did the halfway slam, oh. but no, no, yeah, it, it's it's it just show you it's it's crazy um, because as a kid I saw him wrestling, and now as an adult you see what he's going through, so it shows you that everyone's human. You know what I mean? No matter what type of business you're in, um, you don't know who has demons or what they're going through, man. And he's been through hell and back. And if you see his story, I didn't know there was an A and E show. I got to go watch that. But yeah. if you followed his story in general, and like and like Mark said, if you follow him on Twitter, I mean, it's amazing how. If you just go back to God, how people can just change completely. And I'm not trying to be a preacher or anything like that. But, Preach on. It's you know, Sunday, man. Everyone has to go their own separate way and find their own self. And he found himself. And you know what I mean? It's just uh, – it is a sad story, though. And uh, At the end of the day, you have to be honest. It's a sad story. But it's good to see him, you know, on the right path. Well, you look at, like, a huge inspiration right here in the studio is um, – and I know we got a break coming up, but Mark showing up every day, like the work he puts in. <laughs> Yeah. You know, after the type 3 diabetes. I know, like it's hard. <laughs> he still it's shows hard. up, man. And, like, <laughs> he's a testament, man. Like, life ain't easy, man. But you just got to keep going, Mark. And I appreciate you. Hats off to you, sir. Well, me and Mark kind of went viral the same way. We both had some um, – um, com- we've asked a question and we had a comment given back to us that we weren't expecting. It's just pretty funny. So. But, but mine, was a good, <laughs> mine was a good question as opposed to yours. Yeah. What was, your, what, what was well, the scenario? Let's, let's save it. Let's, let's save that. We'll give everybody a little teaser. <laughs> we'll give everybody a little teaser. Teaser yeah, we'll about Jose Volante making a complete <laughs> idiot out of himself. So stick around, yes. everybody. We'll be right back on the Mark Hoke Show. Here, the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment on KDON 101.5 FM Talk of Las Vegas, the Odyssey app, and also streaming live on YouTube and Twitch as well. Thanks for being with us here on your Sunday morning here in Las Vegas and around the world. We appreciate it. We'll see you on the other side. Get ready for one of the most exciting and interactive events on the pro wrestling calendar. The 57th Annual Cauliflower Alley Club Reunion at the Plaza in Las Vegas. Meet some of your all-time professional wrestling favorites. Check out the wrestling memorabilia. Participate in terrific seminars and star-studded events, including Tuesday and Wednesday night CAC Awards and dinner nights. Visit caulifloweralleyclub.org and get your tickets and membership today. That's caulifloweralleyclub.org. 101.5 FM K-Don. 
This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. The bus keeps rolling over me. Unbelievable. Wow. I'll tell you. Come on, man. Kathump, kathump. That's what the, everybody's going to start calling me kathump on this show. Kathump? Yeah, because Dave keeps driving the bus over me. How I keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, all good. Man. No, no, no. It was just we were, Jose, Jose was going to tell me a story, and I had to come back. Just cut me off. He just cut me off. He just cut you off. And I'm like, I, I got to come in here. I got to do my job. <laughs> Disrespectful. <sighs> well, I didn't say something mean to him to shut him up. I said, you know, excuse myself. Right. Yeah, he, was, uh, he was kind of polite about it. Yeah, I try. I guess. <laughs> David Difference, say it. Come on. Oh, what the difference? Nah, I don't want to say it. <laughs> I don't want to say it, man. You do what, make what, a difference. Well, it's gotta come naturally, I do right? make it's a difference. Naturally, right? Once per show, man. Once per show. And definitely not when you tell me to say it. All I'm right. contracted to be able to say it three times per episode. Oh, I've that's already it. said it three times per episode, man. Fair enough. Jose Volante sitting with us today as well. Yep. Yep. So you, real fast, you want to tell your story. Just real, real, real quick. So quick, 30 seconds. Last year, um, WNBA Finals, uh, Sue Bird, last game when she lost, when they lost to the Aces, I was on the Zoom call because I wasn't there in person. I tried to basically ask her a question like, hey, even though you lost, would, is, would you have it any other way, right? Do you want to be able to have it knowing it's your last season type of thing, like, you know, freaking hard-fought game. Long story short, I didn't ask it that way. I asked it the wrong way. She didn't like it, and she kind of made fun of me, and that went pretty viral. Um, and I'm known as the reporter that asked Sue Bird a stupid question. Hold on, that's what I'm known as. The, zero details in this story. <laughs> zero. Because Mark like, told me to hurry yeah, up. Yeah, we got it. We got it quick. Mark but told me to hurry up. Go, go on YouTube. It's no, there. Now I got to do homework. All you got to search is "stupid reporter." Uh, no, uh, reporter asked Sue Bird stupid question. Yep, it'll pop up. Trust that's got to hurt, man. Yeah, no, it actually helped. Hey, good publicity is, is bad publicity is good publicity. Yeah, any publicity is good publicity. It was bad. It's okay. It okay, was. we can't we can't hype up how bad it was and not talk, talk about it. I mean, what, what, come on. I'll tell you what. Uh, when I next break, I will find it and bring because, it because our listeners oh, are new man. to Jose. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll see if I can get the audio for you. It's not hard to find. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> David wants to know already. He's like, no, nah, I want to know what that is. Jose Volante, everybody. Yeah. So a couple other stories that uh, I wanted to bring up today, and. There was an interesting comment from CM Punk. And for those that may not be paying as much attention to AEW as you should have, of course, CM Punk and his buddy and coach Ace Steel got into that big brawl at All Out with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks in the locker room that caused them all to get suspended. And now they're like separated siblings that they can't be in the same room and everybody's, you know, not getting along and, you know, just. HR is on him, too. It's just bad. I feel for him. I really do. CM Punk said that he would like to be one of the mystery partners in the blood and guts match between the Elite and the Blackpool Combat Club. So, of course, the guys that aren't supposed to be anywhere near each other, and CM Punk wants to get into the biggest grudge match with two steel cages... Surrounding rings and face off with these guys in a couple of weeks. David, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though I believe the partners 
have already been selected. Would you think that would be a good idea to put CM Punk in the blood and guts match on with back the BCC against the elite? Yes. You do it that quick. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, let's get to it. No saving it for a, a all-in or a well, pay-per-view or anything like that? I, I think just from a fan standpoint, yeah, let, let's go ahead. I want to see. You wouldn't want to see it. Um, everything doesn't have to be super built up. You know, I think there's some of the greatest uh, feuds of all time have been rushed. It would be. I mean, I, I, I would say it would be interesting to have him pop up. Yeah, to watch I it, just, that'd be a moment. Boy, I'll tell you, Dynamite would go crazy if they if they threw him in there. Dynamite Kid? No, AEW Dynamite, the show. Oh, oh okay. No, but uh, I thought that was really interesting to hear that, that Punk would like to be in that match. You know, we, we've been talking about it a little bit that, you know, we'd really like to see CM Punk and Kenny Omega get together. And obviously, Punk wants to make it happen. I mean, I don't think there's any question about it. He He wants the match. Boy, the elite just won't get near him, and you know I don't think AEW wants to get them near near each other either. This is this is weird, guys. It's weird. Yeah, they, I mean the fact that he brought it up, I, I still think there's light. I know we talked to uh, with Brian Alvarez and said there's zero chance of this happening. Um, I still think there's light at the end of that tunnel, man. And we'll see. I yeah, but I thought that was I thought that was intriguing that he said he wanted to be in that match, but you know it's. There's a build coming somewhere. Yeah, I say even him bringing it up, right? It's like it's teasing. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna do it. Yeah. Why bring it up if you're not? Right. I mean, if everything is quote unquote already in the air and you already know what's gonna happen or whatever is gonna be set, might as well have it going on. Don't just promote it if you're not gonna push it. It would be fun. I I <laughs> I, I I want that match so bad. Now maybe blood and guts next year. That would, give this a little time. I don't think you'd want to just throw it out there. But, you know, have let this rivalry build a little more. But we'll see. Uh, another one I wanted to bring up was, of course, we are seeing on WWE programming this little rift between Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Of course, Damian Priest won the Money in the Bank ladder match, which I know David enjoyed very much. Mm-hmm. He loved it. Yes, sir. But we, <laughs> yes, sir. we, had, we had Finn kind of mess up uh, – Mr. Priest on uh, when he was challenging Seth Rollins and now at the pay-per-view Damian Priest distracted Finn and supposedly costing him the world championship against Seth Rollins and then here on uh, WWE programming this week they kind of got in a little tiff so it looks like we could have a rift in the judgment day now it's the same old story playing out you know you have the faction and it splits but here's where I want to take the story a little bit, guys, is this group with Finn Balor, Damien Priest, Dominic Mysterio, and Rhea Ripley is so over right now. I mean, people love this group. And you're teasing breaking it up. And it seems like WWE, and I don't know why when they, they get a, a, a good tag team or they get a decent faction rolling for the most part, that they just seem to love to destroy it. Mm-hmm. Like a recent one would have been the Hurt Business. You know, if you remember, you know, the Hurt Business with Bobby Lashley and, of course. Uh, and you know, MVP and uh, Cedric Alexander, uh, you know, just destroying that group out of nowhere. 
guys, do you think that the judgment day should stay together? Maybe they should not do this or, you know, where do you see it going? Uh, you know, Dave, I'll throw that one to you. Yeah. Uh, like you were saying, I think that they, yeah, they're always quick. There's always going to be beefy. You even look at the, uh, the women's, uh, money in the bank. It's like that now there's a riff with their little crew. You know, obviously that's going to lead to something, right? There's going to be a rift there. So yeah, it's just it's just like the same thing over and over again. Let's break it up. Do I do I want to see them uh, split up? What do I care? Wow. <laughs> yeah, but it's going to happen, right? I mean, that's that keeps the intrigue, and then everybody goes their separate ways. I guess that's just the nature of the business. There's no um, loyalty or longevity to a lot of these factions. But should there be? Yeah, that's when it was good. I mean, you look at like DX and. NWO and, you know, like, that was the good stuff, man. The Hart Foundation, they wasn't beefing with each other. That's right. Jose, Jose, what do you think? I know you're kind of getting back in the swing of things a little bit, but you saw what happened. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to um, – the question is if and when do they break it up because, you know, um, Priest just got the money in the bank. You know what I mean? So what's going to happen there? you got to build more storylines to that. Are they going to keep backstabbing each other? Are they going to keep going back and forth? If they're going to end it, I think there's going to be a lot more story added to this. It's not just going to end and split up right now, right after Money in the Bank happened. you got to add a lot more to that storyline. You saw what happened when Damian Priest tried to cash in, and then they get disqualified with the other fight and everything else. So I just don't see it ending anytime soon, but I agree with you guys. I agree with David. you got to keep it going a lot longer. But he said he don't care if they break up or not. It's going to be a storyline regardless. <laughs> but I say keep them a little longer. You have to, especially with the Money in the Bank being right there with uh, Damian Priest. See, I would, if I would like to see Finn win the championship, mm-hmm. and then Damian cash in on him, that would be a, a fun way to break it up. Even though I, it would That's kind of suck to see to Finn. Story, yeah. yeah, I would hate to see Finn have a short reign like that again. I mean, that would be cruel for him after what happened to him years ago with the Universal Championship. But at the same time, that might not be a bad play. Dave's shaking his head. What do you think, Dave? Amen. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm done with this one. You're done with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like. Yeah, I think at some point. I mean, but like you said, and it, I think that you bringing that to my attention is like they always riff super quick and split up all these you know factions that have legs to them. You know, so go ahead, just get it over with. Well, and you know, it's funny. They almost you know one team that's doing really well right now is Alpha Academy. You know, now they added Maxine in there. But they almost split those guys up, too, and they were huge over it. I, I just don't and, – and, you know, and they just did this thing with Shayna Baszler and and Ronda Rousey when they were trying to build this up as a tag team, and we're going to build up the wins tag team division, and you take your championship team and you destroy it. Mm-hmm. In a matter of weeks, what's the point? Well, I, the- that, that I don't – that kind of stuff drives me crazy. You know, I mean, when you think about some of the split – the great splits that have happened in pro wrestling – Jose, you brought one up with the Rockers. Mm-hmm. You know, that didn't just happen overnight. You know, you you had a nice long build to that moment and did it at the right time. And, you know, and when, like, with the Judgment Day being so hot right now, to, to shatter it to me just seems like just more bad WWE creative. So. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm just yeah gonna, yeah um you see what I'm saying yeah because I'm thinking about Dominic and what he's bringing to the table and the whole crew there yeah it's a it's a good thing but I don't think they're making I mean they're all doing great work yeah oh absolutely but I yeah. don't know if 
I don't know if we've bought in like one of the greatest factions of all time. Are you saying that? No, but I, I but they're building into something really special. I really, I really think they are. I mean, it's, it's a, it's such an interesting dynamic with Dominic being so hated, Rhea being so over, mm-hmm. and you know, and all four of those guys are really over. To be honest with you, and I just, I don't know. I, I just hate to see something that has so much potential get broken up so quickly. So, so. Do you, you think that the fact that they're getting a lot more hate fans, if that makes sense, but obviously the fans are still there, right? The ratings are there, people are watching them, they go against them, so it's good to watch. Do you think that they're watching to see if maybe these individuals can basically succeed alone? You know what I mean? Is that probably why they look at that and break these things up sometimes? But it doesn't always work that way. Sometimes groups are better left alone the way they are. They try to individualize these guys and just, okay, you're a women's champ, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, and we're going to make you guys fight and break up. Sometimes I guess it's just best to keep it the way it is and see how long you can ride that train. And that's my point. Ride it, ride it till she bucks you, baby. That's how it goes. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> David. I'll tell you, you're out of control, man. You're out of control. I'm out of control. You're out of control. This whole damn show's out of control. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, let's let's take a break and let's get it back under control for our final segment, shall we? Sounds good. That's not a bad idea. Hey, by the way, I want to remind everybody: if you're driving around for breakfast, get over there to Unique Eats. Say hi to my buddy Dominic Desco over there. Great omelets, breakfasts, all sorts of terrific stuff. Award-winning pizzas. 3100 South Durango, Suite 100. Just un- unbelievable food. You will be glad you did. Once again, uh, Unique Eats. You can go to uniqueeatslv.com as well and check it out. We'll be right back. Infinite Wellness can help you achieve your goals and look and feel your best. Our regenerative medicine clinic utilizes stem cell and exome therapy. We also have a comprehensive weight loss program and numerous other services you can find on our website at infinitewellness.info. We're located at 8925 West Post Road, Suite 100, right across from Ikea. You can book your appointment today by calling us at 702-842-2244 or find us on social media at infinitewellness.lv. We'd love to be a part of your journey. If you're looking for an award-winning dining experience at outstanding prices, look no further than Unique Eats. Whether it's their incredible breakfast platters, amazing pastas and sandwiches, or world-renowned pizzas, celebrity chef Dominic Tedesco will have you covered. Check out their coffee and smoothie bar, vegetarian options, catering, and top-flight service. Visit Unique Eats today at 3100 South Durango Suite 100. Call 702-992-3038 or go to uniqueeatslv.com and we'll see you all at Unique Eats. 1015 FM K-Don. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. Yeah, we're that good. That's all there is to it. That's all there is. I, I like how all of a sudden this light is now starting to work as this show's coming to a close. <laughs> <laughs> the light is perfect on you. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, you know, man. Dave, you can open the shade over there in the K-Dawn Studios. Nah. Hold on. Hold on. There's a window here? Turn around. <laughs> oh, you mean this one. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking that wall. I'm like, man, I'm going crazy. <laughs> no, that is, if, 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 if Dave is, there's a soundproof wall right next to Dave over there. You can touch it on the live stream if you want. It's fuzzy. There you the go. Wall. There you go. See, that's soundproof wall. Jose behind you. If you if you just spin around, see those are shades. Mm. Behind that is glass. Nice. Look, it's a window. Nice, nice. Thank yeah, you, Mark. Appreciate that. And behind you, you Mark, is a, is a coat rack <laughs> with a hanger with no coat. 
I agree. We yeah. need to. We need some signage. Okay. It's it, little things. Little things are getting rolling. Baby steps. Yeah. Well, some big things in terms of making money. Boy, some people are making money this week in professional wrestling, guys. Money in the bank. Are you ready for this? Yep. Was the most successful and highest grossing money in the bank in the event's history. Also set a new WWE record as the highest grossing event in WWE history. While the Friday night SmackDown from the O2 on June 30th was the highest grossing SmackDown of all time. Yikes. Really? SmackDown Money in the Bank generated a combined gate of over $5.4 million. And Money in the Bank also set new records for viewership, sponsorship, merchandise, and social media viewership up 17% from last year and 30% just from the 2022 Clash in the Castle show that uh, came out of Cardiff, Wales. Uh, sponsorship revenue up 9%. Well, and July 1st event was the highest grossing arena event for venue merchandise in WWE history. Yeah, COVID's gone. Bam. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. That's what? not all. Oh, boy. WWE made some more money. How many cards have there been in Madison Square Garden over the years, guys? Thousands. Just the history of Madison Square Garden wrestling is incredible. WWE announced on social media following the show, it was the highest, this was Friday night, the highest grossing WWE event ever to take place at Madison Square Garden. Highest grossing domestic SmackDown in WWE history. Mm. What uh, what are we attributing the spike to? Probably the bloodline. Yeah. I, I would say it has to be, right? I mean, I guess just more people tuning in. AEW didn't uh, get lost on this act either, by the way. Oh. Of course, we have All In in London coming up on August 22nd or 27th. The AEW all-in ticket sales at Wembley Stadium have now gone over the 75,000 ticket mark. So they are getting close to selling that show out, and they still haven't announced a match. That's crazy. I think the wrestling business is doing all right, boys. You know what I think that Spike was is because we really stepped up our game here at the Mark Hoke show, (laughs) and now there's just a lot more people watching the product. That's a possibility. So we need to get our shine. Yeah. Sooner than later. WWE, yeah. AEW. There you go. Just just like a half a percent. That's cut, all we're asking. Cut, Not much. Cut the check, man. Shout yeah, out cut the fact the check. check. Even something with a decimal and a percentage point, it's good. It's good. So yeah, so but big week there for, for WWE and AEW. Now this is last thing I want to finish up on, guys, because Jose, it's funny you brought up Bret Hart. Teddy Long was on a podcast with Bill Apter from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Mm-hmm. And he had a suggestion for Bill Goldberg's last match because he's apparently going to be retiring soon. Oh, boy. Are you ready for this? His, the name, Bret Hart. Wow. Of course, we all know what happened, that Goldberg pretty much ended Bret Hart's career. <laughs> Teddy Long said this? Teddy Long. <laughs> there was the quote. I was just thinking, you know, the person that I'd like Baby to put him with man. is the person that really helped him along the way. <laughs> but I don't know whether Brett wants to get back in the ring, but I'd like to, you know, for him and Bret Hart to have that final thing. Mm. He can hang with Brett, 
Brett would make him look like a million dollars. Jeez, wow. I can imagine. I mean, that's insane in every <laughs> aspect of <laughs> <laughs> oh my god like, what was he thinking i don't know i hope i i it sounds like that may have been a tongue-in-cheek thing i think but so how would think? that match end right exactly i think goldberg getting a concussion <laughs> probably could you imagine if if and you know i don't know what kind of shape brett's in if he could actually we wrestle saw, we saw his last match it was garbage yeah i, I mean so here we are what was that 10 years ago yeah so here we, yeah i I can't even fathom him being in the ring, especially with Goldberg. Goldberg still got some. Oh, they they kill each other. Well, they hate he each other. Kill Brett. No, I guarantee you. I would guarantee you that if Brett got in a ring with Goldberg, that Brett would twist him like a pretzel. Nope, it would be bad. No, no would, wouldn't happen. <laughs> it wouldn't would happen. Be wouldn't bad. happen. Have you seen Bret Hart? I'm just saying, man. I think the fury of Bret Hart, the fury, the sharpshooter. In a, in like in a shoot world, hell no, that's <laughs> you, absurd. Really? Have you seen Bret Hart and then Goldberg? Goldberg still could probably go a, a few more rounds. I I won't disagree with you. Bret on that, was but, done ten, twelve years ago. But I I don't think Bret would be a happy camper. Oh, I think that would be. Uh, it ain't gonna happen. It would be, shall we say, a calamity. Unlike this show, which was pretty good, I think we had a pretty darn uh, good effort today, gentlemen. We did all right, man. We did all right. All right. Well, we want to thank Joel Pearl from Fightful.com coming on. Uh, make sure you check that out and go to check out Fightful Overbooked on YouTube. Uh, David Difference, Jose Volante, thank you very much, gentlemen. Great job today. Had a blast. And, of course, we'll be back next week on the Mark Hoke Show. All that stuff going up on YouTube. Follow us on all our socials. Just look up Mark Hoke Show. We're everywhere. MarkHokeShow.com. Jose Volante. Uh, is wiggling his finger, uh, Jose <laughs> underscore Volante. Check at? it out. David is uh, David Difference on Twitter. So thanks, guys. We appreciate it. We will see you next week on the Mark Hoke Show, the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. Have a great day, Las Vegas. Want more of the Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show and visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today and thanks for listening.